Okay, babe, who do you need to be today to build that six, seven, eight-figure empire you want tomorrow? If you want the strategies, the skills, the secrets every female entrepreneur needs to stay inspired, lead like her highest self, and strategize her business for success, and if you want to hear real stories from powerhouse women on a mission to make an impact, how they have paved their own way to success, and discovered who they needed to be to get to every next level from plateau to prosperity, then get a coffee and grab your notepad. You're in the right place. I'm Sarah Delane, and you're listening to the Lead Like Her podcast. Not just for women, but because of women. Welcome to today's special episode of Lead Like Her. I'm your host, Sarah Delane. For those of you who don't know me yet, I'm a former professional actress turned leadership mentor and business strategist. I leverage my experience as an actress to now teach those simplified techniques to overcoming imposter syndrome, aligning with that personality you need to be for success, and how to build a high value business. And I am so incredibly excited knowing how inspired you're going to be listening to this woman today. Her journey, just let me just say she is the epitome of powerhouse badass babe. Jennifer Christensen, she was Miss Illinois 2012 and she is now a two-time CEO, one of which is the creator of the new Face Trace for Beauty app, my personal favorite. I'm very excited about that. We're going to hear more about that. She's an author. She's a talk show host. She also works extensively with outreach programs and charities. I, I just, I cannot say enough about just the energy of, and spirit of, and courage of this woman. Let's dive in. I'm excited to just be chatting with you. Um, I always, I feel into energy too. Like I feel into people's like vibes. And so when I first connected with you, I was just like, I need to have a conversation with her. <laughs> so no, I love being in clubhouse rooms with you. You just, you cheer people on, you celebrate people, you make people feel comfortable, you inspire people. And I think that's so rare. So I was so excited to talk to you. Thank you. You're probably I, the, only, the only room I go into, I have to say. <laughs> so, I love that. I love that. Um, well, this, I really, I, I wanted to really just dive in and get in touch with like your journey. Like you have done so many amazing things. You are gorgeous, clearly, but that doesn't always mean that the road to success is going to be paved and handed on a platter and you have done so so much like you you're a two-time CEO you own two companies if I'm not mistaken one which we're gonna get to I think is this um the face trace which is a new beauty app mm-hmm. I'm really excited to dive in and talk about that in a minute you are a PR expert that you've already done Miss um Illinois 2012 yeah that's a huge accomplishment that's a huge accomplishment um and you're an author tv host like all of the things you do outreach programs you work with charity like what are you not doing (laughs) you've accomplished and you've done so much and i really just wanted to like kind of go through the arc of your journey of all you know really just keeping it real i'm like you have all this amazing success but like i want to know like starting from the beginning, like what was, 
first, I guess I kind of want to like dive in and be like, in if you could put in one sentence, like what was, you know, in, in your arc and your journey into success, what was sort of a moment where you were at your like just breaking lowest, like deepest challenge point? Like, let's just start there. <laughs> let's dive into the good stuff and keep it and just you know, full transparency, no judgment. Like, I just want to hear authentically from you. Like, I think so many people are going to be able to relate to your story. I feel like whenever you are feeling out of alignment, um, whenever you are holding back on being able to express or create and just not being authentic. So I had an experience in my life where, um, you know, okay, here we go. Well, you know, um, I had an experience in my life that really muted my voice and allowed me um, and forced me to sacrifice self-care and make myself very last. Um, that was surrounding being a new mom and um, feeling that I wasn't worthy or good enough. And I found myself in um, a relationship eventually that I gravitated towards probably for validation. And it's interesting that you bring up all these things that I've done because um, I was just feeling really, really low at the time. And a friend called me and said, Jen, you know, you're not using your voice anymore. You know, I was really active on social media. You know, once upon a time I was a reporter and I was writing and engaging with people. And he said, you know, you've you've garnered this following of thousands of people that want to hear from you and contribute to this dialogue and you don't do it anymore. And um, he said, you know, you've achieved A, B, C, and D. And I said, I did? I did that? I totally forgot. I had become so disconnected from myself and what mattered to me because I was being told from a scenario in my life that I wasn't important or worth it. And um, eventually, once I found myself in this relationship that was really draining me, um, I remember I had an experience where it was just this epiphany. And what actually happened was he slammed this door on me and I was outside with him at this restaurant. And I looked around and I, I couldn't believe that this just happened. And I was like, oh my God, if I saw this happen to another woman, I would go run to that woman and I would go help her or say, don't do that to her or something. And how did I end up in a situation where I'm not running to rescue myself? And when I finally cut the strings from that toxic situation and focused on what was important and healthy for me, um, my life changed. And I realized that I got stuck in a situation like that because I was really operating from fear. I was scared of so many things. I was scared of, you know, maybe at the time losing my home and things about finances and things about my son and just all kinds of things that I was scared of. And this person for whatever reason gave me a sense of comfort, comfort that I needed him there to be okay. And I didn't, and I was in church and this sermon was about fear and faith and how they can't coexist. And all of a sudden I just started crying and I just kept saying, you know, all the things I was scared of. And it was like, no more, it was done. 
I was not scared anymore. And I all of a sudden just knew that anytime I had a feeling of discomfort, that was my cue to do it, to go for it. And, um, and remind myself, you can't be scared. You have to be, have faith. You're going to overcome and you can do it. And then that's when I founded my new company and just moved forward and, um, you know, surrounded myself with only good energy. That was that. I love that. <laughs> so, and, and just to take a minute and first, just to take a minute and really acknowledge, you know, the, the challenges that you were presented with physical, like, did he actually hit you? In that moment, he, he, he closed me in a door and then he looked at me and he looked at me and he said, um, I, I, I said, did you just do that to me? And did you just slam the door on me? Because I'm the kind of person like never, I'm very strong and never in my life. And would I ever have imagined myself to be in a situation like that? Mm -hmm. Right. And it shows you how it can happen to anybody. No, nobody is immune to mistreatment from somebody else because yeah. you can't control how other people behave. And he looked at me and he goes, I didn't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. And it oh. was frightening. It was like, Oh, you're a psychopath. Like <laughs> it, it was um, very revealing to me that this was a scary situation that I needed to get away from. And it was going to be much bigger than me if I did not. And so I did. I can tell your strength one, because you kind of laugh things off now. It's like, Oh, <laughs> oh, that happened. <laughs> it's almost the time, but yeah, I, I of, of course, of course not at the time. So let's talk about that strength, like how, you know, that situation, but then how many, like, what do you feel were those maybe like repeat challenges that you were constantly presented with? Or what did you just keep getting bumped up against that then has created that sort of thick skin or that wise woman also, you know, that comes with a lot of wisdom with it, but that strength and that inner strength, inner and outer strength, like, what do you, what do you feel like you constantly had to bump up against in order to then achieve that? Like what were those internal or, or external, you know, personally or professionally? Yeah, a couple things. So I think um, when I learned that only I have the power to define who I am, when I had that epiphany, it made it much easier for me to take my power back and own who I am in every way and to operate from my truth and to dismiss any negativity or perceptions or projections. Um, you know, I, I grew up where I was always forced to be, I don't know, like forced, but I had to be very independent. You know, I had to take care of myself. You know, my, my parents were there, but it was, you know, I was the first in my family to go to college. I'm, I'm a first generation American, you know, so I, um, had to learn all these things on my own. And it's taught me that I had to get in the driver's seat um, to figure life out. And I think all women, we juggle so many roles constantly. And um, that forces me to just handle it, get it done, take initiative and do what I have to do. I'm constantly, you know, I have a little one home e-learning and I'm, you know, 
doing first grade and I'm doing zoom and I'm doing, Oh my God, the laundry and how many snacks do you want? And you know, the roof is falling apart and like, you know, I am one person and um, that's a constant battle and it's tough and trying to figure out how to fit self care in there is, is really hard because you get burnt out and you have those moments where you hit that wall and you're like, God, like I know better. I know that self-care can even mean just like two minutes of taking a breath or something like that. And um, I have to uh, remind myself a lot of that. And that's what my company was centered around, trying to give women convenient solutions to have moments to do that because we all need to take care of ourselves and be healthy. What does that mean for you when you get to be able to do that? What does that mean for you? You know, like you said, that was the reason behind your, your company, just taking that time for self. It's really empowering. It's really freeing. It makes me feel my healthiest. Um, I feel more centered and balanced. I feel more capable. I remind myself that I am worthy and it's not dependent on anybody's thought or opinion. Um, and it really just tells me that, that I can do it. And so I stand up again over and over and I keep going. Um, and it's fun. It puts fun in my life. You know, it's become fun for me to, to say, you know, see what, how I can put my makeup on for the day or whatever. And it's the small things and you just, it centers you back to just having gratitude and a sense of peace. Yeah. When you first got started, what was that like initial spark for you? Were you just like, oh, this is what I'm going to do now? Or like what really set you on the journey of being an entrepreneur as a woman? Yeah. Well, a, a couple things was when I became a mom, I realized and understood so much more about women. I was like, wow, we go through a lot and we go through a lot way differently than men mm -hmm. and um, in, in every capacity. And um, when I started to lose myself so much and not even care, I didn't care because I was like, I was okay with my child being my priority and he still is. Um, but I was able to see, hear and understand other women in another way, regardless of what our journeys were, just by virtue of the fact that you're a woman, it's like, I feel you sister. I understand there is something yeah. in there that we can connect on. And it made me want to figure out what was important to women that would empower some sort of confidence in them. And then one day I saw this global study that only 4% of women in the world find themselves to be beautiful. And I said, of course, like look at all the pressure on women and look at all the, the, the ways in which we constantly change and all the roles in which we juggle. Um, it's tough and we have such high expectations of us to do everything and to do it really, really well. And we don't have much forgiveness or grace for ourselves or compassion. And, um, you know, so I said, I wanted to find a solution that gave women a little pep in their step. <laughs> That's what I did. Have you always had that perspective with, um, with women? Like what has your relationship been with women? Yeah, no, I haven't. <laughs> I, I was um, probably more intimidated by women um, in the sense, you know, girls were not nice to me growing up. And, um, you know, high school was tough. They, you know, I was 
probably, you know, popular, but it was like, I was still the girl going home crying. Like, how could you say these things about me? That's not true. I didn't do that. And they really, really wanted to break me down. And, you know, I was a like straight A student and, and I had no, I'm nice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want the best for everyone. And I'm not a, I'm a collaborator, not a competitor, you know? And, um, people were, were mean to me. And so it made me a little more defensive. Um, I think when I used to walk into rooms, I was more so what are they thinking? What are they perceiving? And now when I walk into a room, it's more so like, Hey, you know, how's it going? And I go straight to like, just having different, a different sense of empathy and a different sense of like, I am going to welcome you before you can even push me away. Um, and so that's kind of my approach now. And I think it makes a big difference. I think it does too. I think that collaborative over competitive is a huge thing. And, and, you know, what do you think the, the future of the culture of female entrepreneurs with each other? What do you, what do you either think, or what do you hope that the future of that might look like. I see it being a lot more collaborative, you know, especially with social media platforms and, and things like this. I see women cheering each other on. I see people embracing authenticity. Um, I see, you know, teamwork. I, I wish more women would realize that. Um, and I, and I feel that they are just co-branding opportunities. Like we can all win, like, let me help you get there. Here's what I've learned and here's what you can, can use. And, you know, um, I, there's this quote out there, you know, if you light a candle with your flame, basically what they're saying is that it doesn't take your flame away. You know, you, you, you can light a whole bunch <laughs> you don't of have yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a great thing to be able to pour into someone else's cup and uplift each other. And it really makes, you know, empowers confidence in yourself too, because people then will cheer you on back. And, and, it, and it's not even about that. It's just, in my opinion, it's like the right thing to do. Like as a woman, I've had a tough journey. And so I don't wanna see somebody else go through that. I don't feel that just because I had something hard, somebody else should have to have something hard. It should be like, no, 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 let me help you. So you don't have to, let me protect you, you know? Um, and I think we should just uplift and protect and celebrate each other. And I. I think conversations like this are important so that women know it's okay to do that because they might be intimidated too, just like I was, you know, um, yeah. of each other. But it sounds like, you know, you have a, a specific mindset around that. You have a specific value system mm -hmm. around that. And what I heard you say was you're like, well, I've, I've been through some shit. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want another woman to feel that way. We have enough when it comes to, you know, some men are allies, not all men are allies. Right. Mm -hmm. And so some women are allies, not all women are allies. Yeah. And so, you know, it's what I heard you say was having that perspective of everything that you've been through. You're like, I, I want to help another woman not feel that way. That's what I heard. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because you know, especially with raising capital for a startup company. Mm. Um, I think one of the interesting things I've learned in the process is, um, okay, how do we need to say this? There is such a system 
that has been built by men. That's very patriarchal and especially in capital raising. And as women have stepped into the roles where they are now making the decisions and they're doing the funding, um, sometimes we still operate under those systems. And it's okay to approach each other in a way, and, and a lot of them do. I have come across some amazing, wonderful, wonderful, supportive women. Um, and it's okay to break through the box is just what I'm saying. It's okay to say, wow, it's great to see you here. It's great to see another woman here trying as opposed to just um, doing things how they've always been done. Yeah. What does it take to have a woman, like you're like to see another woman trying, like what do you feel like for you, what does it take for you to get up and try and continue trying despite everything that you've been through? Like what has that been for you? It takes a commitment to being willing to get up and do it when you don't feel your best. And that is a huge differentiator that I am starting to observe in a lot of people um, where I watch and you know say, I don't feel good or I'm doing this, so I'm taking time off and I'm like, wow. I can't do that. <laughs> you know, like no matter what I feel like, I have to get up. I have to take care of another life. I have a company to run. You know, I, I was in the hospital, you know, with COVID and um, I was on Skype with my developers in the emergency room. You know, I do things like that. I've always kind of operated that way, but I think that mentality and commitment is necessary if you want to achieve really big things because time in life does not stop for you but not everybody operates that way and listen I'm not saying what I'm doing is the right way for everybody or even for me all the time because I run myself straight to the ground (laughs) (laughs) what does that feel like running yourself into the ground having to constantly do that what does that feel like sometimes sad right sometimes (laughs) Yeah, I'm sad. I'm sad because it makes me feel um, oh, sad or bad. It reminds me that I'm alone sometimes. You know, it reminds me how much I care carry on my shoulders, um, and I, I sometimes just feel very unsupported. And then I just pick myself back up again and you know, it is what it is. It's okay. And this is your mission and your journey. And, and these are your cards and you are doing the best you can. And you've done a lot with that continuing <laughs> still. <Take a> rest. <laughs> yes. and that's always important for sure. But how, and Like how amazing does it feel now having achieved so much? I know you still have so many visions on what you're wanting to create, but like, how does that feel now? I'm proud. And I I would say maybe two years ago, I couldn't say that same thing. And I'm proud for my commitment to rediscovering me. And I'm proud to the commitment that I make to be healthy I'm proud to the commitment that I make to seek resources to grow and to learn and unlearn behaviors. Um, That's a really big one. And um, 
I'm proud that I'm doing something that makes a difference for other people and mm. that it's genuine. Um, you know, make, can make me cry. Like I'm, it's interesting. I, um, I have a great venture and it has the potential to be just wildly successful. And I forget because I am so focused on the mission. Um, you know, I don't get a dollar. It's a startup, you know, and I pour my, my heart and soul into what I do. And it is just really sincere as a mission and cause I believe in. I really just want to empower women. And, um, and that feels good. Mm-hmm. I love that you say that you want to empower women and it's an interesting conversation because now maybe more recently, uh, with all the different social platforms, but now there's this conversation on, you know, women don't need to be empowered. We're already empowered or, you know, and it's coming from girl side and guy's side. What would you say about that? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, I love that question because I think empowered maybe means something different to everybody. And I think we have moments and parts. Everybody has moments and parts. And in that moment, it's awesome if you feel empowered and confident. Um, but I know that at a moment in your day, there is something that's like, fuck, <laughs> you know, there is something that is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that, that fuck moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and just as women, like, I mean, listen, let's just keep it completely real. We are hormonal. We are, we have moods, we have days, we have all kinds of things that are unique to women that are just like, there are times where you're a little more fragile or a little more vulnerable. And, um, you know, infusing a little bit of support into what you're doing is a great thing. Yeah. And, and acknowledging that, acknowledging that perfection is not a real thing. And just because you have an off day or moment doesn't mean that you aren't absolutely amazingly perfect as you are, because that's part of what you're supposed to be, is you're supposed to have parts. Um, And accepting other people for that way too. So we don't judge somebody else, you know, if they have a, a part of them that is you know, something that you don't find to be ideal, that doesn't mean that everything else is a wash, you know, allow people to be who they are. That's um, 100%, 1000% agree. And it's almost like then saying, oh, well, you don't have to be empowered because you already are empowered. I, through listening to you, I almost heard this underline of like, oh, well, then you have to be perfect all the time. If you're empowered, all you have to be empowered all the time. That's just another way of saying have to be perfect all the time. Yeah. Because you're not gonna be empowered all the time I heard uh, somebody referred to it as toxic positivity the other day oh that is so true like nobody's drinking kool-aid all day long okay like (laughs) just stop you know just tell the truth like it is absolutely okay to walk in and say like listen I feel like shit and I'm exhausted and so this is what it is so you know and I've I've also learned to because I have to manage my overload if if it's just getting like too much and I, you know, my head's starting to spin, I will say, I'm done. Stop. I'm done. And like, that's what I will say on the call. I'm done. And I will call back in two minutes. 
and I just need a moment. And like, you just have to be, and fine. You think I look crazy for doing that. That's okay. That's fine. But I'm back and I'm really good now. So, um, you know, you got to do what works for you. Just be honest, be honest. And giving each other space mm -hmm. and allowing to do that. And also allowing yourself to heal through life. It's a lifelong process. Healing is a lifelong process. And we all go through things. I think self-awareness is so important. So many people yes. are completely unaware of how they become the way they are, you know, and why they see life and people the way they do. And if you can seek help to learn that, or if you can have conversations to observe those things or keep an open mind, it is so incredibly powerful in your life. Yes, 100% agree with that. What would you say would be, like what are maybe two, maybe three, maybe there's more like solid, like golden nuggets, like those gems that like throughout your whole journey, the ups, the downs, you know, it sounds like you've gone through many different, they're plateaus, right? Like you reach this point and then you're like, okay, I have to keep going. Um, what would you, like if looking back, everything's 2020, what would be two or however many you feel inspired to share, like gems, golden nuggets that you feel like, okay, this I've, I've taken through my whole journey. This is what's continued to help me go on or maybe it was a teaching maybe it was a self-realization yeah I, I, okay I got practice that. of some kind whatever one would be to uh break the chains break the chains of whether it could be something from your family that you learned something holding you back um a particular behavior um the other thing is um identifying who you are um, figuring out being so convicted in your character and finding your confidence from that as opposed to your exterior. Because now where I am in life is if somebody has a perception, I understand that 100% of people are going to perceive something in some sort of variation differently than I will. Right. And um, I have the definition side of me where I can look right back at you and say, no, 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 that's not what it is because I know me. <laughs> okay. And, um, and I know my character and I'm solid in that. And I am a good, honest person of integrity. And I drive my, I derive my confidence from that. And then the last one is gratitude. Um, because I have been through some hard times and I have experienced um, even things, you know, uh, with health that have not been good. You know, I had a really, really, really bad pregnancy where I was really sick, could have lost my life. And I was, I was sick the entire time. And um, that taught me to just be grateful for health. So every morning when I wake up, if I am feeling healthy, I am thankful. And so no matter what is going on around me? I am always thankful if I am standing up and moving. And um, I think that's so important. Mm. How did you get to have, I mean, we've talked about self-awareness, but like that character, you're like really knowing yourself. How do you feel like you, because there's so many people who talk about <clears throat> imposter syndrome, you know, all these things of not 
thinking that they're yeah who they could be or what's possible for them or you know how do you relate to to that knowing yourself and maybe imposter syndrome how do you think those two connect and how did you discover sort of overcoming and overcoming fear and living in authenticity living in your truth being able to verbalize exactly what it is you think and feel and um being unafraid to speak up for yourself because mm-hmm. uh, you know it's funny i had this big pitch tank you know event uh two days ago and um one of the the feedback that i got was you know you just say everything exactly how it is and i was kind of i was like why wouldn't i like and she <laughs> how people answer questions according to what they think people want to hear and i was like yeah no i don't do that <laughs> i just say what it is and I think it, it, I don't know, I'm just so comfortable doing it because it's true. It's just the truth. Like, what are, we, what are we hiding? Like, what are you going to do after you lie? You know, I just, I don't operate that way. And so I don't even understand it anymore. And I, you know, no, I guess I understand it. I think when people are not living in their truth or trying to answer according to how they think other people are going to feel, it's because they're scared and they're scared of how they're going to look. I am not scared of how I'm going to look because I know my truth and it's a journey to get there. I, I, it's a journey to, um, not allow the toxic thoughts and energy and opinions to pour into your soul. Um, that's that. Yeah. I like that you said that you're not scared to like how you look. Yeah. But really key. But I'm also not this, and, and when I say look, it's, um, I'm not just talking about exterior because I'm, and I think one of the challenges women have is, you know, we change so much. And first of all, I think we should be empowered by that. It's okay. The next, at the next level, we're going to be different. We're going to look different. And that just means you made it girl. You made it, you know? Um, and that's, hard and I am not and I am there mentally and um emotionally but then sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like oh god Uh, like last year was so much better (laughs) you know and I so I have a hard time with that sometimes (laughs) I totally get that and yes I know I know what you mean with the the looking good it's not on the outside I mean you know we're, we're still going to keep it classy when you go outside the door. But it's like, and I think though, you know, that's why I designed this company to try to really cater to women of all ages from young girls, teens to, you know, more mature women. Um, because if we can support each other by saying, no, I understand. I feel that way too. You know, I think it takes a lot of pressure off because you know what? I, women critique each other much more than I feel and because they constantly compare themselves um, to each other than men really critique us you know I just had a plumber at my house and I was like putting under eye concealer on and he comes to the door and I'm like shit and I like run downstairs I'm like sorry I'm not blended and he's like died laughing he's like I didn't even notice, like not blended. He's like, I'm going to go tell my plumber friends this. No one's ever said this to me before. And I'm thinking like, how do you not notice? I got triangles on my face. Like, you know, um, but it's true. So we, um, we put pressure on ourselves that other people don't even give a shit about. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Tell me about the mission 
behind this company for you? Like what, it, you know, yes, it's about empowering women, but elaborate more on that. Like what is it? It's to empower confidence in women. And the reason for that and why that's important is because confidence matters in our overall health, the way we feel mentally, physically, emotionally. And it also inspires us to believe that we're worthy of achieving great things. It inspires us to believe we're capable. It inspires us to believe that we can do it. And I think also as women, we spend so much time comparing ourselves and our tagline is beauty is you, no comparison. And we compare ourselves based on our differences, whether it's our skin tone or our achievements or our eyelashes or whatever it is we're looking at. And if we came together on what brings us, what makes us the same, and you know, I feel the same, I understand what you're saying, I hear what you're saying, I think those pressures and those comparisons sort of dissipate. You know, mm -hmm. they, um, it, it's just a, more connected way to be and a more inclusive way to be break through those barriers of comparison women of all ages women of all ethnicities all skin tones and i don't see in the beauty industry really products or brands that are so inclusive or build communities that tell women be exactly who you are this is for everybody and um that was my mission and goal to just create a space that was a little bit different in that kind of way yeah what i what i heard which is such a key component especially from a psychological point of view is sometimes we have a mindset and a perspective of how everything is different and sometimes we have one of how everything is the same mm -hmm. and what i heard you say is a big piece it sounds like is the value system of really recognizing the similarities mm -hmm. between each one of us as opposed to really looking at the differences and if we're focused on the differences, does that keep us in a mindset of com competition, comparison? Yes, I, focusing on the differences definitely does that. But I also think it is important. So I taught a class or facilitated a class at the University of Michigan called Intergroup Dialogue. And it was centered around race and gender and um, teaching people how to communicate so they can relate. And one of the things that I taught to, to my group um, was acknowledging our differences. Because I think what happens is when people see each other on the surface, they automatically assume they have stereotypes, they make judgments, people discriminate, all of these things. And um, then they feel like we, we can't possibly understand each other, we can't possibly get along, and we are different just by looking at the surface. And right. so when you expose your differences in a way that is safe, or in an environment that is safe and, and according to your comfort zone, you can say, I may not have experienced what you have in your life in that kind of way, but there is something in my life that I have experienced where I can relate to how you feel. Yes. And so we validate people's story and journey and respect their differences. And then we get to a place where we can come together. So I think that matters. What do you think that is? What do you think is needed for that? Empathy. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> if we could just like bar, like lie, put it on the line. Empathy, yes. Understanding how to put yourself in the shoes of, of another person, taking yourself out of it and understanding that what you're seeing through your lens may not be what they're seeing through their lens or how they're feeling. 
and we all come to the table with different coping skills and levels of self-awareness and um yeah different trials you know just different journeys you're such a badass <laughs> you are you are so you are the best you really are you i want to know who did you if you could put because you've you've shared so much and and such an incredible um how you've the challenges that you've been through but how you felt and i know that like really tapping into how you were feeling and experiencing that's really what um that's what i connect to that's what i feel like everybody can really connect to um while also seeing the steps that you've taken to achieve amazing things that you have if you could put it in like a clear just like simple sentence on who do you feel like just to reach each one of those next levels, who do you feel like you had to become in each one of those moments to kind of get you to that next level? Yeah. There ever a moment of, mm -hmm. that's a simple answer myself. I had to become myself and I had to realize that I was going to continue to discover and want to discover new versions of me at every level. Um, you know, I am the kind of person where I wouldn't, I don't know who's doing what. I mean, I do what I know what, what in yeah. reference to my company, of course I do, I know my market, but I'm not looking at what you did because I am so busy watering what I have to grow. Yeah, you and, stay in your lane. You're like, this is what I'm focused on, yeah. Yeah, and um, I had to be unafraid to be different in the next level and realize it, if you want to go to the next level, it's going to require you to do that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not scared of growth and growth is a scary thing. And I understand why, why it is. You got to make a lot of sacrifices. You got to be willing to break habits, leave people behind, cut people out, um, make new friends. You gotta, gotta be willing to do it. Sometimes you gotta be willing to have no friends. I got no friends right now. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> That's amazing. How do you feel like this is all, I mean, just being a powerhouse woman. Um, can we touch on the relationship stuff? Yeah. Like that has, oh my God. I saw the best video on TikTok yesterday. I reposted it. The the grandma, I don't know how old grandma is, but she's my spirit animal. And she was like, I don't want a boyfriend. I could have four or five of them if I wanted. I don't want to associate with anybody. And I was like, and that's kind of how I feel um, at this point. You know, my son actually, so we prayed together every night before bed and he really wants a sibling. And I'm like, oh God, you know, and um he says, mommy, do you have a sibling? You need a husband, right? And I says, yes. And um, sometimes, well, I, I know where we can get one because I really want a brother or sister. And I said, where are we going to get one? And he says, the mall. And I said, so you want me to just go walk around the mall and talk to strangers? He said, no, they're going to come to you. And I was like, okay. And he said, but mom, let me tell you, I got to tell you what you got to wear. You got to wear makeup, mom, like a lot of makeup and you just let them come talk to you. And then you ask them if they have kids like my age is good. So I don't have to wait for the baby to grow up. And so when I think of him, that's when I think of companionship. And sometimes when I think of all the things that um, I juggle, it would be nice to have somebody there who 
who could help me. And then I think of, do you want that because you need help, like maybe a nanny? Or do you want that <laughs> because you want a romantic I, And honestly, I think I just want a nanny. I don't, and that's just where I am. And I think the right time, the right time will come. But if it came, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It just has to be somebody that um, understands my goals and makes it better or easier or elevates me and isn't taking more from me because I am spread so thin. Yeah. I read a meme the other day and it was like, maybe I want bangs or maybe I just need to like process my emotions. <laughs> and it's kind of like the statement that you said like that. And you're yeah. like, maybe I want a boyfriend. Maybe I just want a sandwich. Yeah. Maybe just yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I totally get that. And, and I think that's really relatable to a lot of women, especially on any journey of being an entrepreneur. It's like, come and add, come yeah. and be, you know, I see it as like, be a partner. Yes. Like the relationship dynamic, I think is maybe changing definitely from what it was in the fifties. But as women really step more into their levels of leadership and being loving, being entrepreneurs, yeah. there's a, a different relationship dynamic that comes with that. Yeah. I don't want to teach you. I don't want to teach you. Not at this stage in my life. I don't want to teach you. I don't want to raise you. If you've never gone to therapy, I don't want to talk to you. I just, that is the thing. That is like, that's one of the new values, right? Yeah. Like, Hey, are you in a men's group? Do you, do you, have you done any either traditional therapy, personal development or anything that is so sexy now, but if they haven't, it's like, hmm. yeah. Like, are uh -huh. you aware? Are you, you yes. know, I just like, do you understand why if you throw your socks on my floor, I am going to lose my shit because I can't pick anything else up right now. Do you understand? Like, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. So mm -hmm. if you're going to come in and you can put your own shit away, then that's great. Let's talk. <laughs> and that metaphor is more than just literal socks on the floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but I actually literally mean socks. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. I 100% <laughs> agree with you. 100% agree with you. And put the socks away. Yeah. On all fronts. <laughs> um, but no, you know, somebody who, who understands what it is to be an entrepreneur is amazing. It would be amazing. Somebody that, um, yeah. you know, gets the ups and the downs, the, the commitment, the highs and the lows, who, who understands, you know, who can even bring like resources to the table in the sense of like, this is a good idea or yeah. you know, feedback, um, who keeps you inspired and motivated. That's always awesome in a partner Yeah, and like answer the doorbell for you when you're on zoom. That's awesome too. Right. And has the capacity. Yeah. I feel like as women and as entrepreneurs, and the more that we, you know, continue climbing, like we're stretching our capacity. That's what you're like. I don't have the capacity. I have a capacity for like the 20 things that are, you already have going on, but the socks on the floor, like that's 21. Yeah. So also having somebody that has the capacity for expansion and growth. So that then they respect and understand all those things but then they're like cool I have the capacity for you your children potentially my children and date night and building and giving advice like it's a capacity for me somebody who just truly loves and appreciates you like somebody who sees you somebody who understands like 
I see what you're doing. Like, wow. You know, yeah. I, I see it from the inside. I identify your passion. I can feel that in, in whatever it is. I mean, the way yeah. you sweep the damn floor, you know, you do that because like, I think as women, we operate where there's always like something that lies beneath. And mm. if somebody can see what lies beneath, I think that would be, but I haven't met that. So I don't know if that's out there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is like, maybe that's in girlfriends. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't think that our partners have to be everything for us, right? We get some from our girlfriends. We get some from partners and stuff like that. But yes, being able to see beyond just the first even couple layers, we're all multi-dimensional. Yeah. So if we're, if somebody can only see past one dimension, then how, how deep do they go within themselves if they can't see within another person? And I think, you know, as women, when it comes to relationships, it's going to, different things are going to be important to us at different times. Yes. I would be really feeling really differently about this situation if I didn't have a child. I already have a child, you know, so I'm not like, okay, the clock is ticking and, oh my God, I need a man and just somebody get me pregnant. Like I wouldn't, (laughs) I'm not, you know, I might be there if I didn't have my little guy. Um, But, you know, I'm, 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 I think that's important for women. Obviously you're speaking from a perspective of already having a child, but there's some women who are on a journey that have reached a point and and they're, so don't want that. So that's what I'm saying. Well, and whether they, I guess the question is whether they would, want it or not mm-hmm. how would you feel like if you were to put yourself in a situation of not having a child mm-hmm. you know you said oh I might be there I yeah. might be asking for that if you didn't have a child do you think you do you think you still would be looking in hindsight now um so I, I can relate to that in, in in many ways like I think you know, women who don't have children, there's always some reason behind it, whether it's a personal choice or a, a health issue and they're trying and they can't, you know, I didn't think I could have a baby. Um, you know, we, we tried and it was not working. And, um, and then it right, you know, as I was giving up, it happened. And, um, you know, so I, I know what it feels like to feel, I had this, I was probably depressed, you know, I felt inadequate. Um, so I understand those feelings and, um, yeah, we just, we all have our own journey. We all have our own journey, especially when it comes to kids. So I feel for women, women lose babies. Um, I've been there, you know, that's common. Yeah. Um, and so that's why when I say motherhood really helps me to understand women in a different ways, like I have experienced everything like I have experienced thinking I can't have a kid I have experienced okay now I'm gonna have a kid and I'm gonna maybe die you know from being sick and um now I'm now I gotta stay alive for this kid and I'm going crazy and he's here and you know I have experienced losing a baby and I have just we go through a lot we go through a lot that people don't talk about because it's like yeah that's what I'm like we should be having more of these conversations I feel like the the more that we make these types of conversations open and normal so to speak that other women can you know hopefully be like oh okay I'm feeling this way I'm thinking this way somebody else has done that too yeah 
you know, we need to normalize a lot more. I think it's tough with those situations is because you never really know because people have different sort of coping skills or comfort with their privacy. Like I'm, you know, for the most part, a really open book. Um, but because I just look at life, like it just, it is what it is. Like, this is what happened, you know? Um, I don't, some people just aren't emotionally ready to talk about certain issues because it's too painful for them. And so you kind of have to just gauge people as individuals. Um, yeah, because I'm the type that'll just like say it and then be like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not ready, it's okay. (laughs) That's what I think makes you more real. Yeah, yeah. You're just like no filter and I'm going to put it out there because it's, it's, somebody's going to hear it. Yeah. And somebody's going to be grateful. Yeah. And I just, I, I want to be an ally for women to know that like, well, yeah. if you need to talk to somebody, you can talk to me. It's safe. Like all judgment is suspended. I get it. I feel you, you know, whatever your decisions are, I, I understand and believe you made them for what was best for you in that moment. And truthfully, you know, we even have moments in our life where we make decisions where at a later period in our life, we might've made a different one. And, um, and that's, that's another tough lesson that women go through. Mm. Reality we have to accept people change and I don't know if people change, but people grow. That's for sure. Right. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> um, so with this, uh, so you have face trace, mm-hmm. right? Speaking of being an ally to women, women's empowerment and, and just continuing to, to support women in their confidence. What is face trace? And tell me more about that. So Face Trace is a mobile app that helps women to apply makeup and not just apply makeup, but do it for your facial features. So right now women rely on social media and YouTube makeup tutorials, and they're trying to replicate these looks and they're doing like, let's say, and just as an example, if I have a monolid and I'm an Asia, Asian woman, and I'm trying to do what this blonde is doing, who has a round eye, like I'm going to get the wrong results. And I'm also comparing myself to women um, who have, you know, who don't represent me. And so it sends a message to us of what beauty looks like, what the standard of beauty is. And then we're also comparing ourselves to women online who like use Photoshop and beauty editing apps. And we've built this culture where it's like, you have to edit your photos. You have to have a perfect image. And now we're confident behind screen, but what about in real life? So Face Trace, you look into the phone, it's a real live experience, it scans your facial features, and it lays, um, you know, I'll just to be confidential for it until we release, which is just, <laughs> um, it helps, it uh, gives you an interactive tutorial to apply the makeup for your own facial features with our technology that we've developed. And you can create your own looks, you can um, choose from different looks in our, you know, according to different lifestyle or occasion or age or whatever the case may be. We recommend products for you. You can purchase products easily. Um, And it's awesome. It's really fun, convenient. It makes, you know, you could do a whole glam look in five minutes. It's awesome. I'm so excited for this. The minute I heard about it, I was just like, this looks like so much fun. Yeah, it talks to you step by step through the process. So it tells you exactly where to, to apply it, how to do it, how to move the brush, you know, yeah. everything. Um, it is a full resource of information for all of your features, all the different 
tones for African-American skin, all the different eye shapes, all the different face shapes, how to contour for your face shape. Um, and it uses technology to give you that guide on how to, how to make that's, that's really huge, especially like the contouring. Cause I will see a couple of those, like the makeup tutorials and they're putting like the brown here in the nose and like on all this stuff. And I'm like, my nose is already pretty thin. Like I wouldn't want to do that to my nose. Yeah, right. And right. I watched a, a hair tutorial the other day and she made it look amazing. Very, very simple, but her hair is not like mine. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And I was just like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> so I love that this is unique to each individual woman. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe, maybe men, should they, right? Men can eventually, we're focusing on the girls first. But we of can course. Up. I mean, you know, listen, if they want to do it now, like there are some, some gentlemen that I adore who That's are hopping on this wave and they are welcome. I love that. I'm so excited. When does it come out? It's soon, right? So our first version will be in just about two to three weeks. And so um, we are getting ready to go and we'll test the market and we'll see what you guys like, what you want us to change. And um, then we'll we'll come back with the, the big one. I love that. Can I be part of the beta? Can yes. I? <laughs> I love it. That's, That's awesome. I'm so excited that you just gave your valuable time today to share some epic wisdom really just acknowledge you and everything that you've created, but not just what you've created and what you've done, but who you've become in the process. Like, and I can just truly, like, I see, I see that. And that's really awesome. That means a lot to me. And I thank you for that really. And, um, you know, and I see that in you, honestly, that's why I've just gravitated to you. I adore you. I cheer you on. Every time I scroll and see you, I want to like hop in. Even if I can't and my kid is sitting next to me, I'm like, I just want to pop in and listen. <laughs> and um, just to show you my support, because you are amazing, Sarah. You really, truly are. You are beautiful in every way. You are inspiring and you really make a difference. So thank you for doing that. Thanks. That's the goal. I think we have very similar paths and what we're just hoping all women, right? I could sit and cry with you all day, to be honest. Let's do that, but not, <laughs> but not here. We'll save that for another time. No, not here. We're happy. We're excited today. Exactly. I love you so much. Thank you so much you. for just. Thank you. Thank you. Have the best day. Have a great weekend. You too. Okay. Right. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lead Like Her podcast. I'm Sarah Delane. And if you want to learn more on how you can shatter your glass ceilings and skyrocket success with ease, visit my website at saradelane.com. There you can get instant access to my free guide, How to Stop Stumbling in Your Stilettos.